Heart. You gotta have heart. Miles and miles of heart. What is heart? Heart is running through a return man when the game is on the line. Heart is giving everything you have in practice, day after day. Heart is finding the strength to run down the field one more time when you can barely breathe. The heart in me pumps Husker Red. Hello and welcome to a brand new episode of Corn Nation's Five Heart Podcast, hosted on JitteryMonkey.com. See, I reworded it. I'm trying a little, I'm trying a new angle there. I am a one half of your broadcast crew. My name is Greg Mahachko, joined as always by my good friend, fellow Husker fan, and longtime broadcast buddy, Mr. Brian Toll. And Brian, you're in a great mood tonight because Nebraska baseball just opened it see i i wanted to go with nebraseball but i'm still I'm, I'm slowly trying to build up to that but nebraska baseball team opened up their weekend series with a seven to three win over the indiana hoosiers and uh, that's always fun when you can get that first uh, big 10 win of the season ben miller was actually really good tonight had two one huge like schwarberish home run Luis Alvarez. Yeah, it was it. It went far. It went. It, I, it was, it, it's funny that you mentioned Schwarber since he went to Indiana. Yeah, well, the the, the term "country mile" comes with this comes with this um, home run. Um, but the big blow, Luis Alvarado's three run homer to blow the game open to seven to three really kind of helped. And then uh, uh, Jake Cohen sees seven seven and a third. Good, good. Threw it pretty good. Kind of got nickel to dime a little bit, but. Threw it pretty good. But, uh, yeah, Nebraska gets the win on the road, opens the Big Ten um, slate with a decent, you know, decent showing with bats. I think I think Nebraska's big problem is early this year, you know, the bats have been really inconsistent, and this is probably one of their better better games of the year right now. So, And, and when you can um, come out, you know, and, and, and we've talked at, at times in the past about Nebraska's non-conference schedule and, and uh, you know, how – at one point, their their strength of schedule was, you know, much higher than some of these other quote unquote more successful Big Ten teams. But to come out, uh, you know, the first game of of the conference schedule and get seven and a third innings from your starting pitcher, that's, you know, that's a big step in the right direction. Because at, at times we've seen, you know, the bullpen perhaps be a little bit overworked. Yeah, that's a good term for it, I suppose. So, um, but you know. They had to go to Loonsman tonight, and I'm really kind of not digging Loonsman right now. But he threw literally one pitch and got the got the. Uh, I don't know if got, I don't know if it's a, I can't remember if it's a save or not. I don't think it's a save. Last but, uh, I checked, save is three run or three run differential or less. So I thought it was four. I guess it depends on. I know Majors is four. So I thought Majors it was three. That's where I was getting yeah. my information from. Yeah, it is what it is. Uh, who so. cares? <laughs> but anyway, you can check out the full. Uh, recap over on coronation.com. Uh, just look for it. It got posted just before 9 o'clock last night. Uh, so check that out. And, and Brian, you had a hand in that. But uh, Keith Keith did the quote-unquote heavy lifting, and then uh, and then you popped in and, and uh, finished her off. But, uh, again, check that out, coronation.com. And, and uh, yesterday was a pretty busy day over at coronation.com, but just as busy as it was on the site, it, it, it seems like it's always a busy day in the Slack chat room. And our good friend and contributor, uh, the football schematic guru, he's our go-to, 
Haas Reuter was out at the Football 101, and uh, uh, I, I guess we're relieved to report that there were no shirtless Bob Diaco. Yeah, but you know, let's let 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 Haas do his report on that because <laughs> he's going to do a nice little thing on that. But whatever you heard, what, what he said about Les Miles, you know. Yeah, you know, he, he listened to them all. He listened to Langsdorf. He listened to Diaco. And I guess I guess the question was asked as a teaser for you to read the piece. Mm-hmm. The question the question was asked: When are the black shirts coming? Ooh. Yes. And and again, I'm not going to spoil it. I want you to definitely head out, out to coordination.com when when the piece is ready. But Diaco's. And again, we're not going to get into it here. But as we talk about it, sort of in in that, that vague book sense, you know, we talk around uh, it a little bit. Uh, I'm not going to get into it, but I'm going to get into it. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I I have no problem with the way that Diaco handled that question. What about you? Yeah, yeah, I don't, I don't care about it. You know, rip the shirt off, rip his pecs a little. <laughs> you know, <laughs> really showed him who was boss. He didn't. You know, <laughs> by the way. By the way, this is our April Fool's post that we're not allowed to do an April Fool's post. Um, it is not us. Uh, we've been told, hey, we can't really do an April Fool's post. So is what it is on that. that you know, it, you know, we, we kind of had the walk-off one about a few years back, you it's, know, with uh, Creighton Foosball. It so. still get gets hits. It, oh, it's God, perhaps yeah, the most yeah, – po- is, it, is it based on hits alone? Is it not the most popular coronation post? I think it's – I honestly think it's number three. Okay. Um I think number one, number one, and for those of you kind of seems weird to somebody, but for number one, it is John's movie review about um, the Marshall movie. We are Marshall. Oh, we are Marshall. Oh, okay. Because every, every time that movie plays on TV, you can tell because all of a sudden that starts showing up in our uh, reports and we're like, what the <laughs> hell? Why is this here? You know? What's, so anyway, no, that's number one. Week in, What's it number was two? Boring week in Nebraska athletics, right? I, I, don't, I can't remember number two. You would think it would have to do, and this is me just freestyling here, that it'd be either you know Bo's removal or the hiring of Mike Riley. You would think it'd be one of those two events. So uh, the day that Bo Pointing was fired was there, it was the site's number one day. Gotcha. So the number two day was I would imagine. Could it be a, a national signing day? It was a national signing day. This this past season's national signing day. Very cool. So yeah, going, anyway, going back to your question of, you know, I, I like how you sarcastically led into it, but no, not. Let's put it this way: we we got news we didn't want. I I would go so far as to say we got news we didn't expect. It, it kind of came out of left field. Um, you have. Uh, a young man whose father played a different sport, granted, but, uh, you know, whose father played football at Nebraska, so he has that kind of legacy status and gives the Nebraska men's basketball team a couple of seasons and then says, see you later. And that was really unexpected. I I was more caught off guard by that than I was Jessica Shepard, the, the highest touted you know, girls basketball player in the state of Nebraska ever, whatever, uh, you know, that she was leaving the, the women's program. I That caught me off guard less than Ed Morrow Jr. leaving Nebraska ball. 
I, I don't get the reason Ed's leaving. Um, you know, and I'm going to sound cold. Is it? I'm going to sound like an asshole here. If Ed wants to play Michael Jacobson spot the four, put Ed Morrow at the four. Start him over the four, because I tend to believe, and this is no slight to Jacobson. So if you take it like that, it's on you. I tend to believe Ed's better than Michael Jacobson. Now, he wants to shoot. He thinks he's a better shooter. He wants to be the wing guy because of the NBA. Okay, buy that. Sure. Ed's never shown us the propensity to to be able that good of a shooter. He just had it. So I don't – I mean, I get it, but I, I don't see how, you know – I, I guess what I don't see is somebody that doesn't realize just how good he is on that spot. You know, you know what I mean? Just, you know what I'm trying to say? Yeah, somebody let's... that's good as grinding and rebounding and everything. And he's, he's not that great of a shooter. And I, and I'm just, I'm not trying to be a dick. I'm just being honest. And for, for lack you of know? a better term, he's kind of a garbage player. I mean, inside guy, he, he cleans up the glass, he gets the putbacks. But he's not going to step out and consistently hit the uh, twelve to eight, you know, the mid-range jump shots and, and and nothing from outside. Let's let's turn the clock back, you know, a week. And based on what we knew, or based on what we thought we had a week ago, who would your five starters have been for Nebraska for next year? Um, and obviously Ed. I'd probably say Jordy. Ed, Jordy, Glenn. Um, I think you have to start McVay. Um, and Roby. Do you give it to? I mean, yeah, and here's the I miss. Thing. This, I feel like I miss something. Somebody. I, I'm feeling. I, I I'm, I'm. I've got the guy in mind, but I can't. I can never remember his name. The, the kid who came over from Georgetown. Copeland. Uh, I mean, does he have? There's no for, well, number one. There's no guarantee that he even gets, you know, the ability to start the season. Much less, you know, he has to get a red shirt to start the season because that's be a full calendar year. Okay, but then, you know, let's face it. He's had back issues. How good is he going to be? That's you fair. Know? That's fair. And I'll tell you what I like. I like the way Roby surged late, for lack of a better term. I mean. Uh, definitely some some room to grow and improve, um, but the the ability is there, and I think giving him another off season, uh, let him build up some strength a little bit again. I think that could really help him, and I th- I think he I think he'd be in your starting five. Now yeah, you just now um, you just play, you know. I, I, I will say this, and I'm and I don't know anything special, and I don't know anything great, so don't take this the wrong way. I would say this. We knew him back Nick Fuller. Okay, we did. We knew Nick Fuller was going to go grad transfer somewhere. Cool. We kind of had a deal about Jariah Horn, although I kind of wish he didn't, but he didn't practice that well, and his his defense was meh at best. And I always say, if he didn't practice that well, why did he play? But, you know, Bridgewater. Now, with Ed leaving... You know, if somebody else leaves, and, you know, we all thought it was done last week and it's not, 
And there's still time for somebody to leave. If somebody else leaves, what the hell? What the fuck is going on in the cabin? You know? Kind of makes me think that if somebody else leaves, uh, then and Miles wouldn't be too far behind. Truth be told. Let, let me say that. Let me say this. Worst case scenario, Mike. Right now, the worst case scenario guy to leave is Michael Jacobs. Because Jacobson would be taking the minutes that Morrow wanted at the four. So now both your fours are gone. You know? Mm-hmm. And it's not even so much that you're replacing points, because you're already replacing Ty's points. You know, that's fine. You're not replacing that much on Nick. You're not replacing that much off Muller. You're not even replacing that 20 points off Ed. But you're replacing a lot of rebounds. Okay? Oh, yeah. You're replacing a guy that gets does the grunt work, especially, you know, in crunch time, you know, you're replacing a guy that does the work when Jordy has two, which more times than not, Jordy Shimanga has two fouls at the, you know, into the first half. You know what I mean? It just, that's what bugs me more than anything. And let's say Jacobson leaves. And like I said, I have no idea if that's going to happen. I hopefully doubt it. I mean, if Jacobson left the moral stayed, yeah, that's an issue, but you know, I would I would much feel better with Jacobson leaving, Marl saying, than Marl leaving and Jacobson saying. You know, maybe I'm a jerk here. I don't know, but if both of them left and both your Fords leave, <whistles> buddy, folks, we got we'd have an issue. You know, so what? Maybe Copeland's that good. I don't know. I mean, what what do you think? That is about, and I'm I'm trying, I, and I think most Nebraska fans, at least I would hope, are trying to not look too much into this. But what does it say about the state of the program? Is it a program issue, or is it just the individual? You know, uh, are, are they just looking like ah, oh, you know, maybe they don't have a spot for me instead of I mean, oh, it's a sinking ship, and I, I you know, it's, I'm, I don't want to go down with the Titanic type of thing. This is this is what I'll say. If if the program is good, people stay to make it work out. Okay. Sure. If you're in a job and it's not going great right now, but the job's a good place and your boss is all right and the person ahead of him is good and ownership is good, you stay to try to make it work out. Unless until it absolutely doesn't work out anymore, right? Yeah. If you if you <laughs> if your boss if if you know you're filling out 45 TPS reports, you got eight bosses. You know, and they're all like Bill Lumberg, and the and the ownership is can't remember your name after four years, and your paychecks never. Yeah, you tend to you tend to want to leave because you think, man, there's somebody else that's you know something's better. Yeah, you know I mean, so mm-hmm. that that's it, it's a culture thing. Okay, it, it's a straight up culture thing. Um. It's not saying he's a bad coach. I'm not saying Tim Miles is, you know, needs to needs to figure it out. But you know, we've had decent guys leave the program. Terrence Smith, you know, um, yeah, there's a bunch of guys that have left this program. That and granted, they haven't done too much. But I mean, know, when, when guys that help the guys that you can't wait for the program, you know, can't wait till they help the program next year. Two weeks later. You know, we're talking about him getting out of here, you know? 
and I feel like we've already done this, but we have. We this horse is pulverized and right, but <laughs> seeking into the cracks of the dirt. Ever since, I mean, if if I'm not mistaken, and if I am, correct me. Ever since Tim got here, you know, here being Lincoln, not in my front room. Um, that'd be cool. Um, he's kind of creepy. You're wondering why he's there, you know, but hey. What? Ever since Tim. Ever, ever since he, he arrived in Lincoln, seems like every year, or at least almost every year, he's had some, you know, key guys step away from the program. Uh, now, Petaway seems to be, you know... Petaway seems to be about the only one that makes sense because he actually went, you know, he just declared for the draft early. But Pitchford went. Um, yeah, I, I would say Walt was probably welcome because Walt, ever since that Baylor game in the tournament, Walt Pitchford kind of didn't get better, for lack of a better term. So, I mean, um, okay, so Shields played his entire career, you know, and he – you know, Shields and Ty, yeah. Shields and Ty both, but Andrew White left. Uh, now Horn's gone, and, and Fuller again, grad transfer. I, I don't really have much of an issue, but Morrow leaves. These are key guys, and there's, I mean, I know that. And like, it's not like they're going to the draft. No, okay. that's what I'm saying. Like, that's why Petaway. Yeah, and somebody, and somebody's, you know, Petaway, trying, somebody's trying to convince me the other day, well, it's, Kentucky has the issue. Um, Kansas has issue. Motherfucker, yeah. those guys are. <laughs> motherfucker, those guys are being had their name called by Adam Silver. Yeah, that that's nobody. A different... If you're if you're traveling Duquesne or um, X Community College or Texas Southern Deverell Briggs, um, no, it's not the same. And Nebraska's getting the one and done business, which, Lordy, I wish that would ever happen, but it's not gonna. <laughs> You know, that's that's one thing, you know. I mean, it, it, it's like on the football side, we didn't scratch our heads as much when, you know, like a Vincent Valentine left, you know, to go to the NFL. Um, we scratched. We didn't. Hmm? We didn't. <laughs> At the time, we did. I don't now th- we're like, oh, he's, he did good. He has a Super Bowl ring. <laughs> and, and, and you know what? At the time, we were like, what the fuck? You know, we weren't thrilled, but it, it wasn't like he was, you know, I, I'm 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 leaving the program and I'm going to go, you know, sit a year and then I'm going to play at UCLA or, you know, arbitrary school. Um, you know, he he left because he saw some dollar signs and that and that's fine. I'm not begrudging of that, but that, you know, same with same with Petaway. He, he said, you know what, I've got a shot to play. I'm going to give it a, you know, I'm, I'm going to try my hand at that. But Morrow, he's like, you know, I, he had room to grow. A legacy. His mom's a legacy, too. So a double legacy. Two times. And Two times. And you're set, probably your second best player on the team. At least your top third player. Coming back or from the previous coming, year? Coming back. Yeah. Previous year coming back doesn't matter. Glenn you Watson. Know. Glenn, it's Glenn, um, he was, Ed, he and was then going who to have, else? He was going to have every opportunity to shine. And, and I kind of go, oh, he was hurt. It didn't matter. He was hurt. 
Because the fucking Mariners hurt. Oh, they beat Purdue without. Okay, they beat Purdue without them. They didn't beat a lot of other fucking people with them without them. You know. I mean, we're, we're trying to make all these silly ass excuses for, you know, uh, t- uh, you know, if your excuse, oh, I, I, have, I believe in Tim Nott or what? Cool, fine, get it, whatever. If you're, no, it, it didn't score much. No, it, he didn't, motherfucker. That wasn't his job. It's it's. Oh, he was he was hurt. Okay. The the question becomes, you know, when you look at the season as a whole, was the team better with him? And the answer is yes. He he, he was an asset to the team from what he did on the court, and like I said, I'm I'm, I'm a little astonished that. Uh, that he stepped away from the program. I, I don't, you know, I, I, am not here to be hateful. I, I, I got nothing. I don't want him to, don't want to see him end up in another big 10 school, <laughs> but, uh, uh, Hey, if he wants to go play basketball for the Southeast Missouri Redhawks, then he's, he, he, if he ended up at a big 10 school, I, I think the screaming would be loud. Oh yeah. The, the screaming would be loud. Clarice. The lambs would be going. There would not be so much silence in those lambs. No. Oh, uh, let's sally forth, shall we? Sally forth? Yeah, why not? Is that a word? Yeah. No, it's not. I'm pretty sure it is. It's not. Do we want to talk briefly about the departure of Jessica Shepard since we didn't talk a whole lot about women's basketball all season? Um, <laughs> you know, uh, it's okay. That's that's fine to me. Jessica, you know, <sighs> Jessica was the talent on the team, but at the same time, uh, and I think there were pretty decent issues with both Connie Ori and Amy Williams with Jess. And it, it just it needs to be done. It needs to be a start. It needs to be done. And I and I'm not saying Nebraska is going to be like a Final Four team this year because of it because they're not. But I think they're going to be a better because they're right. going to have other people have to step on up, you know. And sometimes you have that when you have a departure, and then it it causes, you know. And I'm not, I'm not, and I don't know. I mean, I wasn't in the locker room. I, obviously, they they don't let me in there anyway. But I hope uh, not, you pervert. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> but uh, uh, you know, sometimes you have, and and you see it in all, you know, you see it in the pros, things like that, where you have someone who. Whose presence, and, I, and I'm not saying this to demean Miss Shepard. I, I don't know her. I've never met her. But you know, sometimes their their presence or their attitude can can be toxic. It's like any other relationship. You know that you can sometimes. Distract. It's a distraction. It is. So perhaps with her not being there, the team can you know unify or or, or be a little bit more whole, for lack of a better term. Um, so anyway, so you know, wish wish her well as well. Um, I have a dumb question. There are no stupid questions. Oh, buddy, I could find one. Okay. So, the women's final four, you know, Dallas right now. Okay. UConn, with their three trillion game winning streak. And not three trillion game, three trillion kicking the hell out of everybody winning streak. Mm hmm. Is it bad for the sport? It, it, it. I would say I I, I want to say yes, but at the same time I know that when that day comes that they finally lose, then they're, they're just going to win a hundred more games in the winter row. 
Well, no, but but there will be there will be much rejoicing. <laughs> um, imagine the team the, and the excitement and the press that that will happen when somebody knocks off UConn because they are they're a machine. They are they they don't rebuild they reload. Yeah, you know, just cliche. Don't you get to the point you're like, man, the the fun you know, there's no more fun. You know what I'm trying to say? Well, yeah, but that's why so many people watch women's sports anyway. For the domination? I mean, I I watch women's hockey from time to time, especially in the Olympics. But, I mean, look at, uh, like, turn on a WNBA game if you can find one on TV. There's, you know, a handful of people that are small smattering. There's not, there, there's not the money in it. There's not the interest in it and except you know and their anomalies UConn I'm, I'm sure that you know their women's basketball does very well you know as far as emissions goes Nebraska volleyball um you know, you know they're they're exceptions to the rule but by and large I mean the, who's watching no nobody's running out there I think there's more I think there's more people watching than you think I think there's a casual you know like the Final Four, there's a casual watching, you know. Um, you know, the Final Four, you know, like they're playing Mississippi State tonight. Mississippi State's not bad, you know. They, they're they really good. But, you know, there's there's really good, there's super good, and then there's UConn, you know. And, uh, and, I, and I wonder if it's one of those things, you know, Nebraska played them this year, and – it was right bef- right before Christmas, and did not end well for Nebraska, if I remember no. correctly. <laughs> no, and, and I think I think Gino. It, it's like playing a video game at a simple setting, you know. And as I say this right now, as we record right now, UConn is trailing twenty-two to thirteen in the first quarter. End of the first quarter. So maybe I'll just shut the. But, you know, it's like one of those games where, you know... How'd how'd you like to be UConn and lose in the not-championship game, you know? National semifinal? Yeah. It could And you gotta lose eventually, don't you? Yeah. You'd think. But, but, uh... It it gets to a point where, you know... Like I said about Gino. You know, you're, you're... you know, you're, you keep winning. You keep winning the national championship on NCAA, whatever. But you know, the 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 I wouldn't say the difficulty is rookie, but you're not playing. You know, doesn't feel like you're playing as hard as you are. You know, anything's possible. Um, let's see here. Before we wrap things up this week, want to go back to uh, Indiana. And Nebraska baseball, because again, uh, they did pick up the series opening win over uh, the Hoosiers, seven to three Friday night. We were talking before we started recording about the uh, the tremendous turf that they have there, Indiana's uh, baseball stadium, Brian. <laughs> it, you said it was you said it was astroturf throughout. It's field. It's a hundred percent field turf. And okay. Here's my here's my beef with this. Okay, when it comes to baseball, I'm a stone cold purist. You know, all grass, whatever. Mm-hmm. And I I get that Nebraska is an am- a nominality or how do you pronounce that word? 
Anomaly. Anomaly. Um, but I like your pro- pronunciation better. I'm going to try to work that in. Anywho. Um, no, I, it, Nebraska's special because they have a park that, you know, they only have a third of the piece of the other, you know, the second third is an actual physical um, minor league team and a third is the st- city of Lincoln. You know, so cool. You know, they have the ability for that. But I get, and I get other schools don't have that ability. But there's a couple things that I look at in a, in a ballpark that, you know, don't skimp on the dirt. I mean, the pitching mound, number one, put the pitching mound in dirt. <laughs> you know, that's just a beef with me. Um, home plate, the sliding pits. I get it. I, I get. I get. I get the sliding pits on first, second, and third more than anything. Home plate. It's not the worst idea, but I get that a little less. Um. So you know, and and I get it. And I guess, and I get it. You have to. You have to spend money on a on a grounds crew, and not a lot of people. You know, not a lot of schools have that money, and I get that. That's fine, but. I would think that a Big Ten school would have that in the budget. Um, I want to talk about uh, there. There is a minor league. Yeah, it's not. It's it's more independent league. Frontier League is what it's called. Uh, ballpark and and team in Southern Illinois, Marion, Illinois, and it's uh, Rent One Ballpark. And I've been there on two occasions, neither of which uh, were for a, a Southern Illinois Miners. They're the Miners. M I N E R S. Uh, game one was for a high school game where it's you know like uh you know bush stadium does it as well where they will invite you know if you can sell enough tickets then your your high school baseball team can go play bush stadium and similar to uh uh southern uh rent one ballpark but went down there once when i was covering the baseball team at the uh radio station of previous employee and i was really shocked to see that the entire field base path everything was was turf and i'm like that just cannot be fun and and of course when i went there and the kids were you know the high school kids were playing it was march i mean it was you know early in the season and it's like it's colder and kind of rainy i said that just cannot be fun to you know slide on if you had to try to make a play and yet you know the minors players do and so anyway that that the other time I was there was not a baseball related event, but, uh, um, that's just, it's not, I'm kind of like you in the fact that, you know, like I remember when there was AstroTurf, not field turf, AstroTurf. And it was you know, a very thin, you know, piece of carpet for, for lack of a better term. And like old Bush stadium, the one that was there from 1966 to 2005, had that stuff and it was it looked bad i i'm i'm a much bigger fan of grass and dirt and baseball by god mm-hmm. like i said I, I get people can't afford it that's cool you know here's a and, and that's uh, uh as i mentioned that one's in marion illinois there's a uh ballpark close to St. Louis and it's the home of the Gateway Grizzlies and it's GCS 
Credit Union or Granite City Steel Credit Union uh, ballpark, and I was just looking at their website uh, because, uh, and I think by now most you know college fans, college sports fans know every year in the week before Christmas, Missouri and Illinois play uh, the bragging rights game in St. Louis. They used to play football in the first week or two of the season at uh, at the Edward Jones Dome where the Rams used to play. Uh, but I was shocked to see that uh, the baseball teams even are playing in their annual bragging rights game, and that happens to be a GCS credit union ballpark. But while I was perusing their site, Brian, we got to talk about some ballpark food because we both like food. And uh, if you are familiar with Travel Channel's Man vs. Food, um, back in 2009, uh, the guy who was the man who took on the food made a trip to a GCS ballpark. Also, USA Today's top ballpark food, uh, this you know ballpark made the list, and Sports Illustrated's number two ballpark food in 2013. Uh, they have what they call... Baseball's best burger. And I'm going to read it to you. You tell me what you think, okay, Brian? Okay. It is uh, Baseball's best burger, features a thick hamburger sandwiched in between a Krispy Kreme donut. No. Burger, no. burger also features no. two slices of bacon and sharp cheddar cheese to give it the ultimate punch. It's been no. around since 2006, has been a huge fan favorite over what when you go to the ballpark brian what's your what's your go-to what do you what do you enjoy the most um in in texas that period um they have a barbecue what they call a barbecue baker and it's a big potato with about 20 pounds of brisket on it Ooh, that sounds good and the whole Sour cream, butter, barbecue sauce, chives, cheese. Nine bucks, but damn, it's worth it. So that—that's if I'm eating now. Ironically, twenty-nine of thirty major league ballparks will allow you to bring in your own food, like and actual uh, beverages, like um, like what, like bag of peanuts or? No, you can bring in a cooler full of Subway and soda. Huh. I didn't know that. A lot of people don't know that. There's only one ballpark in America that doesn't allow it. Can I guess? Yeah. Would it be an obvious one? No, actually. It, it really wouldn't. Okay, so I was going to say Yankee Stadium, but you shot that mm-hmm. one out. Um, Tampa Bay. No. Right, you're going to have to tell me now because I, I, went, I went obvious and obscure. Minimate Park. Okay. Eh, interesting. And I actually learned that the hard way. Because <laughs> you tried. <laughs> I tried to bring it. Well, I had like a you know I like a one liter of Pepsi, and you know they start coming products. So I'm like, oh, I want a Pepsi. So I tried to bring it in. Guys, like, oh, you can't bring any outside food drinks. I'm like, what the hell? You know, because I'm used to be able to do it in Kansas. Used to be able to do it in Kansas City. Yes, to doing it in a uh, Coors Arlington. Field or something. You're used to doing a Coors Field, and you're like. And sure enough, I went home and looked it up that day, and I'm like, oh, you're the only freaking one. Let, let me ask you this. This is only slightly related, uh, but since I'm still looking at GCS Ballpark's website and their famous food, 
do y'all have a y'all y'all have country bobs sauce down in Texas? No. It uh you it, it No, it, you know you know you know the sauce they you know the sauce they uh they uh pimp at Globe Life, Rangers Ballpark, Emeritus is Arlington. I do what not they call it that week. Um uh sweet baby rays. That's all right. Uh Country Bobs is actually no. What? It's not. It I it's what it's what I've got in my pantry, bro. I have it too. You know where it's made? No. Chicago. Okay. How can a Texas barbecue sauce be made in Chicago? <laughs> Country Bob's originates in Centralia, Illinois, the uh, the hometown of my beloved, beautiful wife. Uh, but they have steak sauce. They have barbecue sauce. They have some. Uh, Who cares about steak sauce? Dry rubs and if seasonings. If you make the steak rice, you don't need steak sauce, jerk. I know that. I'm just saying. At GCS Ballpark, they have the Country Bob's Chicken Sandwich, and it's a delectable combo of grilled chicken breast, sharp cheddar, two slices of bacon, all smothered in Country Bob's famous barbecue sauce, you jerk. I'm sorry if you didn't eat breakfast or brunch before this, guys, because I'm sure this is making you hungry. And uh, on that note... You know, what they're, you, know what they're, you know what they're serving this year at Globe Life? No, no I live in Illinois, Brian. Well, I figured you saw it on the news, you jerk. <laughs> You'd be surprised what I Two do. Two things. One, one they're serving this tamale dog. You remember the old boomstick that they served? It's just the foot-long hot dog with peppers, chili cheese, and everything. They know about a couple years ago they got new one for. Uh, sure. They said, what if we took the boomstick and wrapped it one big-ass flour tortilla and fried it? Interesting. No. Cause, Not you know, your favorite? No. <laughs> Boomsticks are just weird, man. They're like, oh, let's put peppers on. I don't want peppers because, you know, I die of, like, breathing fire. <laughs> oh, that means you want more peppers. No, <laughs> asshole, it doesn't. But this is the other one, and I want to try it just because it sounds really fucking weird. It has some weird name called Texas Balls or something. Okay. Well. And, and, and it, it, okay, they're, it's brisket, okay? The, the state vegetable of Texas brisket. <laughs> I didn't know that, but I'm not surprised. And they put it, they wrap the, they wrap it in donut dough. Okay. Uh huh. They deep fry it, and you're like, okay, that sounds good. That sounds really good. I can deal with that. And then the kicker comes, and you're like, why? So they fry it, right? Uh huh. Like okay. Cool. And then they put powdered sugar all over it. That's an odd combination, Brian. That's, that's a pregnant lady combination. You look at the pickles on top of it. So I want to. Try, I want to go. I'm going to go just to go try it. You know, it's nine bucks. So you know, with, yeah, what's the end of the world? You know, nine dollars. You know, but I'll the, try it. Te- oh, I, mean, well, I don't the, know if I like it, but I'll try it. Are they the Texas snowballs? No. They're Texas Rangers. No, but the the Rangers are selling something called Texas Snowballs. No, that, that, that's it. That's it. That's it. That's it. That's, that's it. That's, that's what it. I was trying to find Snowballs. out. All right. So, yeah, it's a classic ball, ballpark shredded brisket rolled into balls, dipped in funnel cake batter. Balls are deep fried and covered in powder. I thought it was donut batter. I mean, it sounded like it was donut batter. Okay. And 
there's picture of it. I pulled this from SI.com, so naturally I'm going to steal that picture and throw it no, on. No, we can't credit. Must credit. I'll, I'll credit. But there's a picture of it because it's powder sugar drizzled with barbecue sauce, and it looks insane and not in a good way. I'd try it. Well, okay. Man, I know they got three-ply at the ballpark, so it's not a big deal. This Texas Snowball is a step down from last year's Wicked Pig, which was a $27 sandwich with pork, bacon, ham, sausage, and pork rinds. I wanted to I wanted to try that, and I never got a chance to. It kind of made me mad. Yeah, it, sounds like something, it sounds like something you can make at home, Brian. Too much pork. I, I agree. Uh, on that happy note. Yeah, we're leaving. I hope you're hungry. Yeah, I am, and it's, and, <laughs> and it's late, and, and I, I don't have any cookies, so uh, it's all your fault, Brian. I have, like, three things of cookies in the freezer. I should make one to send you a picture. You should. Mm. We'll, we'll put it on the post. Well, no. What we'll do is I'll take two cookies, put some ice cream between them. Ooh, you're, yeah. you're, you're the devil. Um, that's I'm it. Satan's Get out of here. Uh, and, For Brian and, Toll, I'm Greg Mahon. Wait, shit, that's your one. <laughs> And, and yeah, uh, for Brian Toll, I'm Greg Mahochko. Uh, it is Final Four weekend. It is MLB opening weekend. It's WrestleMania weekend, by God. And uh, uh, Philip, Philip, make yourself a little fatter. You, you can you can do sit ups tomorrow. Eat, eat a eat a hot dog today or something. I don't know. Eat the deep fried Cheerios now. Deep fried Cheerios. He's Brian Toll. I'm Greg Mahochko. We're reminding you this week and every week the five heart is all the heart you need. Go Big Red. This is a production of the Jittery Monkey Podcast Network. For more jittery shenanigans, go to jitterymonkey.com. <laughs> <laughs>